good evening and welcome to another edition of Harmonic. Tonight, I have a beautiful guest, talented, a songwriter, an entertainer of great magnitude, the beautiful Leah Sweet. Leah, it is an honor and a pleasure to have you on my show. How are you? I'm doing great today, and thank you so much for inviting me. I um, am thrilled about this, and I think this is very fantastic. You know, it's fantastic that you're just right here in our presence. You are one of the most passionate, up-and-coming singers I've ever seen in my life. You are a gift. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. So uh, what I like to do is I like to talk about your life. I like to know how did you get started in becoming so musical? Um, I think I was... Um born a hummingbird. Um, I was a baby that was always humming, even while eating, and started singing around the house in the car. And then um, that humming turned into poetry writing. Mm -hmm. And then poetry writing turned into songwriting um, with uh, Grammy-nominated Wayne Wallace when I uh, returned from Los Angeles from working for Local 47. He um, taught me how to turn my poetry into songwriting. Leah, let's let's uh, talk about your family roots. I know you were just in, uh, you went back and you visited Macon, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Tell me about all of that experience and what you found out about yourself. Okay. Well, the reason why I went back to uh, Macon, Georgia is because um, I was trying to figure out what genre that my voice and style belonged in. And um, I wind up singing all genres of music, producing it and performing it internationally. And I wind up releasing two music videos and three CDs and performing with Loverboy, Mike Reno, um, singing Paradise with him in St. Martin, Netherlands, with Jimmy Jameson um, and uh, Bobby Kimball from Toto and John Cafferty, and also Leroy Emanuel in Vienna, Australia. Uh, who played with uh, Marvin Gaye. Mm -hmm. And so when I reflected back, I was like, you know what, Lolita, there's something uh, more to you. You know, an artist just can't start off writing music and accomplish uh, that much that I had accomplished in two years. Yes. And especially uh, performing internationally with legends. I said, you have to be somebody. So I went... I'm looking for who was the entertainer in my family that passed along uh, the gift. My parents uh, that I knew of did not, uh, were not involved in the entertainment industry. So I started off with my mom's side and looked at her mother and father's side, and I didn't find any well-known entertainers or anyone there. Then I looked on my father's side, who came from Georgia. I looked at his uh, mother first, and... I didn't find any entertainers there, but when I looked on my father's father's side, that's when I found out um, sitting on a porch in Macon, Georgia for five days and five nights on the last night, I kid you not, the last five minutes, I had to go back to San Francisco the next day. Um, the oldest person in our family uh, told me my great-grandmother is Emily Redding. And so then he goes on to say that Otis Redding is your cousin. And so I called up my uncle, who was Mr. Internal Revenue Service, dressed up in a suit, 
and a tie and a brim, sharp, and all he did was do internal revenue service presentations. I was like, Uncle, do you know Otis Redding? Oh, yeah, we um, went to elementary school together. We graduated from elementary and high school. He was at your grandmama's house all the time, and we played together every day. And I said, oh, okay. I said, well, uh, did you sing, or did uh, were you and Otis singing? Oh, no, Otis had his own band, and I had my own band. Amazing. And so then I said, okay, well, does, uh, did my father sing? Oh, yeah, he played the harmonica and the guitar. And so here comes all my musical um, roots. And so that made me uh, feel more comfortable with my gift and uh, accepting of my gift because I was scared, to be honest with you, really? to go into the entertainment industry. Being a girl, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be broke, and what am I doing going into this area? But the gift always, we tuggled. It pushed me, yes. <laughs> we and, tuggled. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so you found that. That must have been amazing. It must have made you feel warm inside, very warm. Yes, it did. It did. And um, two years ago on Thanksgiving, I, I went and asked my father about his musical roots. So okay. just two years ago, I found out An a little bit more about story. him. Um, talking about your music groups, talk about your grandma and who actually rehearsed in your grandma's house. Well, I, um, uh, my uncle, as we were discussing um, all of the things that they did for fun in the entertainment industry, he informed me that Little Richard, James Brown, Amazing. Otis Redding, my father and, and my uncle, Boris, they all grew up in my grandmother's house rehearsing and practicing and changing into their clothes and performing in her backyard. She had an entertainment tent in her backyard. And so all the famous entertainers, everybody went... Uh, to her backyard and everybody performed there. But it was Little Richard and James Brown that was in her house prepping. Doing their, their thing. Yeah, doing their thing. Prepping and changing their clothes to get ready to go out and perform. You know, you, you have also a link with uh, the Godfather of Soul. You also are hardworking and other things. You were... <laughs> Could you imagine this beautiful lady picking you? You were a chauffeur driver for your family business. Yeah, I started a limousine company uh, actually 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you took him around. Uh, yeah, I the security guard for um, James Brown, the Godfather of Soul, uh, asked me could I pick him up, and I said, "Well, I got plenty of drivers." He says, "No, you're the only person that cools off James Brown. You make him happy." <laughs> oh, I so I was like, that. "Oh, I said, okay, then I'll go pick up the Godfather mm -hmm. Soul. I'll go and pick him up. I'll be his chauffeur." Mm -hmm. And so anyway. James Brown uh, immediately made a connection with me, and but now I know r the reason why, because yeah, I look wow. like my grandmother from Macon, Georgia. Unbelievable. And so I think he tied that spirit um, together. To yeah. Now, how was he, like, personally, as a one-on-one -on -one and, and doing that, how was James Brown to you? I mean, obviously, it must have been electric between you both, <laughs> you know? Well, he was actually, um, he was great. Um, he flew into the private jet um, airport whenever he um, performed here in the Bay Area. And um, I had a great time with him. You know, he 
loved the Fairmont Hotel. He loved performing. He made me give him a tour of all the places that he performed at in San Francisco. So I had to drive by the Fillmore and oh go down uh, Fillmore Street. And he was like, I performed in this club. I performed in that club. What a great and, story. Um, yeah, that was, that was like really uh, totally awesome. And with the money that I actually earned from him, that's where I produced my first CD. Amazing James Brown. James <laughs> Brown, the godfather. So God bless you, James, wherever you're at. Let's go into some of your music. I want to talk about your first song that you did, and you talked about your uncle being in an internal revenue <laughs> yeah. service and, and your grandmother and James. Your first song was I'm Taking Applications. Yes. Boy, wouldn't she just be wonderful <laughs> behind a desk and, and she's taking your applications? Tell me about that and what, what grabbed you? What is the meaning behind that song? Well, um, I had uh, been running my limousine company for quite a number of years, and so I decided not to have a relationship while I was doing that because the limousine service is 24 hours, seven days a week. So I said, no, I'm not going to have any boyfriends right now. I don't think they can handle my schedule. <laughs> so as soon as I said, okay, I'm going to go out here and find me a nice guy now, um, I went to go and ask my girlfriends, hey, I'm looking for a guy. What, what should I do? And so I was amazed that they told me I need to get on the Internet. I said, what do you mean, Internet? <laughs> so they said, get on the website, you know, mm -hmm. uh, blackplanet.com and all these little loves. The modern era. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't believe you guys. I said, I can't just put on a swimsuit and just go out to the beach and catch a guy. I was like, I got to really get on the Internet. Oh. I was like, oh, my God, I need to teach you girls how to take an application. And that's how it started. That's how it started. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, um, you, have, you have so many different fans, and you're surrounding yourself with a lot of great people. Willie Brown said that you did a song. Yes. I Don't Want to Dance Without You was a hit. Yes. Where did that come from? Um, I Don't Want to Dance Without You. Mm -hmm. um, that song I wrote in Nashville, Tennessee with uh, Jeff Silverman, who um, wrote for Barry Gordy Motown Records for 35 years. Mm -hmm. And um, Troy Klentz, um, who played with Brooks and Dunn's. Um, all those guys helped me produce... Uh, uh, that CD in Nashville, Tennessee. But mm -hmm. that song, when I was thinking about it, mm -hmm. it, it came from uh, thinking about my grandparents. I had just mm -hmm. lost my grandparents, and they had been married, like, you know, well over 40, 50 years. God bless them. And I was like, you know what? I said, my grandmother passed, and then, like, soon after that, like one year later, my grandfather passed. And I was like, you know what? He was saying, I can't live without her. I, you know, you guys could cook me all the eggs and grits and bacon all you want to, but it's, it's not the same. It's not the same as, you You're know. making me hungry. Cook, <laughs> cook my grits. <laughs> it's not the same. Right. So I think that um, that song represents the, the relationship that people develop and they love each other so much that they just can't live without each other. And that's mm -hmm. why I think they pass. Mm -hmm. I'm quite sure you heard that before. Oh, People, yes, broken heart. Broken hearts, they just pass right after another. Mm -hmm. So that's where that song stemmed from. Beautiful. That That's, again, it, I, I want to inject something. And this is what, by, by Leah Sweet, by you here on my studio coming to my show, you're an absolute gift. 
you are, you personify, when you, when I've watched your videos, you personify such passion, such fieriness, but you have so much love, what you're doing. And that's really rare when you could actually see that. And um, you're an amazing artist. So I'm gonna ask you another question about another song that you did. Okay. You did some things, it was called you were playing a Strat guitar. <laughs> Falling Out. Falling Out. <laughs> Tell me about Falling Out. Falling Out is so many of my fans' favorites. It's a rock song that uh, me and David Council produced together. David Council uh, plays with Larry Graham now. And um, we went into the studio and uh, produced uh, that song called Falling Out. And I didn't even know if I could sing rock. And then when we found out that I could, oh my you God. You blazed. We had so much fun producing that song. And then I said, you know what, this one deserves a video. So I produced a video um, out in uh, Oakland, California, and had a, a blast producing Falling Out of Love with you. It actually, <laughs> it, ex it actually explodes on the, on the screen. If any of you want to see it, you've got to go and see it. It's, it's on YouTube, it's called Falling Out. It's, it's a sensational, what I, what I liked about it too, it showed you in different contrast. Mm -hmm. You know, where you're sitting back and it has, um, well you were sitting back and you have this beautiful landscape in back of you in, and, <laughs> and especially the different shots, the innovative shots that they were doing, but it, it was, they were like teasers, yes. you know? Yes. Uh, and you were just, you were just amazing uh, singing that song. You know, everybody always shows the landscape of San Francisco, but you know what? Oakland is the best kept secret. It is a treasure. Love Oakland her. is the B-O-N-B bomb. It is so <laughs> beautiful in Oakland. So I wanted to show the landscape of Oaktown Raiders. <laughs> there you go. She's a Raider fan. All right. Um, you were talking about, you, you surround yourself with some really good players. You did a performance with Mike Reno. Yes. You were doing a show in Yoshi's with the singer from Survivor. Was he? Yeah, the... Jimmy, uh, J Jimmy Jameson. Who's Tell me about that. that. I've seen that. That's another <laughs> great video that you did um, with him. On, how was that doing, hanging with him that day? Or just oh, that on? was like a blessing. Um, uh, Jimmy Jameson, first of all, is such a, a sweet uh, person, a great spirit. Um, we had a great time in St. Martin, Netherlands uh, when we performed out there, and I gave him a call and asked him could he, you know, come out and um, perform um, a couple of his songs on my uh, show at Yoshi's, and he said yes. So, um, and that's when Falling Out, all of my fans were loving Falling Out, so I said, you know what, if they love Falling Out, they're going to love Jimmy Jameson. Eye of the Tiger, oh my God, <laughs> who doesn't like that song? Who doesn't like that song, <laughs> exactly.
remind you, well, that's again, you were explosive on stage that night also, uh, just doing these things. In your future, what, you've covered so much. You covered, let's talk about, wait a hold on. <laughs> let's talk about your country. You just released a song uh, called I Will. Mm -hmm. You rode on a very famous horse train, by, I should say a, a <laughs> very a famous trainer that trained the horse. Yes, Frank tell White. Me, tell me about that. Tell okay. Me. All right, I um, produced this um, a song entitled Can I Kiss Away a Broken Promise in Nashville, Tennessee. And that was with uh, Jeff uh, Silverman, who worked for uh, Motown Records, Barry Gordy, for 35 years. And... Uh, Brooks and Dunn, Steve Klontz played lap steel for me, and J.V. Um, cool. he played with Elvis Presley. He played organ and piano on there for me, but um, creating that song, um, I wasn't really supposed to go into country, but I insisted that we put a little lap still in there and let's see how it sounds, and it came out perfect. came out amazing. Uh, yes, amazing. And so... Um, can I Kiss Away became like one of the top songs on the uh, the album that everybody loved. And so when I was uh, doing a video or, or visualizing the video, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick me out a beautiful horse to match me. Amen and to that. <laughs> so <laughs> I, was, I was actually chauffeuring my pastor home, uh -huh. and he lives across the street <laughs> from the, 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 the stable. Yes. And I said, Pastor, one day I'm going to go down there to that stable and pick me out a horse for my music video. And uh, I did it. I, sure I dropped him off one day, and I ran, um, drove the car down in the stable, and I said, hi, my name is Lee. I'm looking for a horse. <laughs> and then um, they said, uh, well, what kind of horse are you looking for? For what reason? I said, I'm doing a music video, a country music video called Can I Kiss Away a Broken Promise, and I want to ride a horse. And so this guy named Frank and Michelle um, said, we, we have several horses. And so I looked at two, and I was like, no, that's not the one for Leah Sweet. I need a sweet horse. And so they showed me a picture of this sweet horse by the name of Blondie. Oh my God, a blonde tail, the same color as me with a blonde tail and blonde hair and long eyelashes. Oh, she was so cute. I said, that's my horse. <laughs> that's my horse right there. <laughs> and so um, she was in Portland, Oregon, being trained by um, Frank White. Um, and he, she was competing in, um, in San uh, Ramona. Mm -hmm. And so I went there uh, to watch her compete. And after she compete, they let me write her. They, they trained me to write her for the music video. What and oh my God, the horse Blondie. She is so sweet. A piece of pie. <laughs> That's, you know, that video is another of your videos that. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought you 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 cross over so much? But that video is so so darling and so sweet. Really, and it seemed like you have been riding that horse a long time. Mm -hmm. And the, and the video is just totally outstanding. Um, again, I will is is another one you should check. You won some awards on that or yes. were nominated? Yes. What was those awards? Um, the um, American uh, Academy Association awarded uh, me for best jazz, best neo soul, and best pop country CD. I could not believe it. And I performed for them at the Music Awards in Oakland. 
Now, you also have shared some stuff, and we're trying to get this gentleman on the show. Okay. Tony, Tony, Tone. Yes. Um, you've, you've performed with some really great, Stevie Wonder. What was playing like with Stevie Wonder, or did you get, get to intermingle with Stevie at all? Yes, I did. Um, Monster uh, Cable Awards mm -hmm. were um, uh, invited me um, to perform mm -hmm. in uh, Las Vegas for their awards, and that was so cool because Stevie Wonder and John Legend performed, and oh my God, I was like, oh, I get to perform right after them? This is so cool. Surreal. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was totally awesome, and I did get a chance to take my pictures, a couple of pictures with Stevie Wonder, so I got those on the internet. And, yeah. That's so beautiful, because <laughs> Stevie's such a gentle, a gentle uh, person, but such a creative, uh, you know, I grew up with little Stevie and then actually got to see Stevie perform with the Rolling Stones in 1972 in Exile on Main Street. Oh, awesome. Uh, and he opened up with Superstition. Oh. And that was his, you know, that's yes. just a monster hit. You also played with Lenny Williams, or you probably do yes. some shows? Yes, I opened up for, for Lenny, Lenny Williams, yes. And how was that experience? That's awesome. Lenny Williams is uh, another sweet soul. He, he's a uh, kind-hearted, a great person, a great entertainer that um, loves music mm -hmm. and loves to share his gift. I think that's what I'm running into. My Musicians dear, are. that are gifted and love love music. You said it right there and uh, that's where I'm trying to tell you earlier. You have that love and that and there most of the musicians that have that they are very gentle and very uh, open, and that's what I wanted to ask you. You do a lot of charity work, don't you? Yes. That's your greatness, my dear. Tell me about that. Okay. Um, I, um, the way that I like to, to give back, um, because I am from a disadvantaged community uh, in San Francisco, uh, my Otis Redding and my father both moved from Macon, Georgia to San Francisco, Bayview Hunters Point. So I was born there. And, Interesting. And so I grew up with the kids and began teaching the kids when I was 13 years old how to uh, read and do math. And that led into me teaching them entrepreneurship. So... Um, yes. Another gift. Yes, I love teaching kids how to become entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, if the school thing did not work out well for them, mm -hmm. because whatever what reasons, I just want to let them know that that entrepreneurialism, you don't have to have a college degree to be yes. an entrepreneur. Yes. The first billionaires in, uh, in, the in, in, in the world did not have a college degree. Mm -hmm. They had the spirit of entrepreneurialism, the determination, the spirit. So that's what I like teaching kids and let them know that um, anybody can be an entrepreneur. You just have to have a little spirit and a little determination. So it's, um, we have a summer program at USF. It's two weeks long. So kids can go there between the ages of 13 and 17, and it's two weeks. You are truly, you're, <laughs> you're, you're a sharer, you're a gift, you're, you're a light in the world. Thank you. Uh, for just being on the show. I'm going to ask you one final question. Okay. What does your future, what do you think you're, you've got so much going on, what do you see in your future for yourself and in your, go, in your career? What are you, where are you heading, you think? Well, um, what I like to 
continue to do is um, continue to learn more about my gift, um, to continue to grow with it, to share share um, to share my gift. Um, you're gonna see me doing some more fun rock stuff. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. And um, I'm gonna re- release a, a couple of more CDs next year and release a music, another music, fun music video next year. I don't know what my mind is going to create, but mm-hmm. whatever it is, I know it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to um, share it mm-hmm. um, and share it amongst other legends again for 2013 and hopefully enter my songs for the first time into the Grammys. Excellent. I'd like to say a few words before we go and sign off. What's customary on our show is when we say goodbye, we, we give a kiss to our audience. Leah, I want to tell you, you're one of the most amazing persons I've met on our show. You're an amazing guest. You have a gift of music that is going to go far and beyond your own imaginations. You're blessed. And uh, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you. So if we could look in the camera together. Okay. Look in there and just say... Here's to all our friends for harmonics, for Leah's fans, and we're kissing you and giving you love today and Merry Christmas.
Thank you. 